Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I've been wanting a new roof for our house for some time now. Not necessarily because it had to be replaced, but because I wanted it. It had gotten kind of drab and dull looking, and I wanted the house to uh, have a fresh look. Now, I hadn't really done anything about it except an occasional thought like, gee, I'd really like a new roof. (laughs) Then about a month ago, I pulled onto our street and I saw that a crew was prepping my neighbor's house for a new roof. That's when I decided, okay, it's time for my new roof, but I don't want to pay the ten dollars to $15,000 that it'll cost. I made the decision knowing that it's done. I didn't create a scene or run inside my house for a drawn-out session to make it happen. I just decided as I was pulling into my driveway, that it's time for our new roof, that I have it. A few days later, Henry, the contractor who was doing the roof for my neighbor, introduced himself to me and explained that he might be able to get insurance to cover the roof because of a hailstorm we had a month or two ago. I had no memory of any hailstorm and certainly not one that would have caused enough damage, even though my neighbor's house had been damaged. Henry left and said he'd come back in a few weeks to inspect the roof. After he left, I lingered in my driveway looking at my house and I thought, if I'm going to make an insurance claim, I'd really like to have a storm that I can point to. I want to know I've been in a hailstorm if I'm going to make that claim. Well, a week and a half later, we had the worst hailstorm I've ever experienced. It sounded like we were in a war zone. The hail was pummeling the house. It sounded like uh, a big machine gun being fired at our roof. It was crazy. As the storm was still raging, I inspected one of our windows for damage. And I said to myself, Mike, here's your damn hailstorm. The next morning, Henry and his crew were at my house to inspect the now obvious damage to my roof. Well, it's all done now. They'll be starting on re-roofing in a couple of weeks. Now, looking back, I can trace the physical reflection, my physical experience, to my imaginal acts, deciding it was time for a new roof and even the hailstorm. By deciding and knowing that it's time for my new roof and that I have it, I set it all in motion. And by deciding I wanted to be completely honest in my insurance claim, I brought about the awful hailstorm. Now, I didn't have to do that part. I could have left it alone, but that's the way I did it. In the lecture, there is no fiction. Neville says, the secret is to imagine to the point of self-persuasion. Can you believe what you are imagining? When you imagine, you are moving into your desire. If you persist until you see exactly what you want to see, Fix your position with the glue of feeling and remain there. It will be reflected on the screen of space, just as your world is now reflecting the fixed state from which you were viewing. Now, knowing that my imagination creates reality, I decided I had a new roof and remained in that fixed position, 
seeing my world from that new state. I moved from the state of, gee, I'd really like a new roof, to knowing I have a new roof. And I just did it as I was driving into the driveway. It was that simple, that decision, that moment of decision that it was done. I didn't go looking for advice online or another YouTube video or another podcast from a teacher, a guru, or a coach trying to find the best technique to manifest a new roof. But you don't need to do that. Any and all of your dreams can be realized if you believe that imagining creates reality. Decide what you want to experience, no matter how absurd it might be based on your present circumstances, and assume the feeling of already experiencing it. Envelop yourself with the feeling of it already having taken place. Continue in that feeling, that knowing that it's done. You do this all the time and have been doing it your whole life, mostly unknowingly. We all have thoughts, thousands of thoughts a day, but we only grab hold of a relatively no low number of them and we attach feeling to it. And by attaching feeling to it, giving it meaning, we give life to it. We see something posted online or on the news and we react to it, making it part of our self-concept. Whatever we assume to be true is what we'll experience if we continue in that assumption, whether it's about money, health, relationships, our bodies, other races, other religions, other countries. Neville says, there is no fiction. Every thought you think will come to pass. You may think it is just a thought and it will never become real, but it will. Imagination truly creates out of nothing. Thoughts call forth a thing that is not seen as though it were happening. This is accomplished by an imaginal concept touched by feeling. Scientists will even tell you that we have thousands and thousands of thoughts throughout the day. And I'm not saying, and Neville's not saying that every, you know, those 50,000 thoughts that you think or however many, whatever number it is, not every one of those is going to come to pass, but those that you choose to look at, the thoughts you choose to take a second and third look at and give meaning and feeling to will come about. For most of my life, I reacted to things in my world, thinking the cause of my circumstances were brought about by seen and unseen forces outside of me. But that wasn't the case. I didn't realize then that I was the cause. In the same lecture, Neville goes on to say, Everything is imagined, for you are God, all imagination. God exists in you and you in Him. The world is all that you have imagined it to be, even though you cannot remember when or how you brought it into being. You cannot feed the mind violence and not expect violence in the world. While walking the earth, man is totally unaware of the food he is mentally eating. Thoughts of horror, and anger, jealousy, and hate feed invisible monsters which produce heartaches and pain. Now, knowing that imagination creates reality, why spend time dwelling on hate, violence, and jealousy? Why choose to imagine one group, yours, is better than another? When a seeming other cries out in anguish, instead of telling them to just get over it, why not be the God that you are? All love and lift your brother and sister into a lovelier state. We go through our lives believing we are separate and that those who are different than us are less than us, not realizing who we really are. 
There is no God up there somewhere choosing sides. Even though it seems like every religion thinks that the big guy in the sky is on their side and theirs alone. The wonderful news is you are God, the I am spoken of in the Bible. You are what gives life to it all. And so are those that seem to be other than you, different than you. While the garment may be different, the true self is one. And when you really get that, you get that we are one. You'll see how silly it was to think you were better than anyone else. And when you remember who you really are, you'll see the unimportance of all the little trinkets and successes you desire in this physical arena. I'm not saying that you'll lose all desire, shave your head and live with two chickens and a goat in the woods, but you'll realize the truth of the verse that says, every forest animal already belongs to me, as do the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every mountain bird, even the insects in the fields are mine. Even if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you, because the whole world and everything in it belongs to me. You can still experience every crazy, absurdly irrational, wonderful, lovely desire, but knowing it has always been yours and already exists, that desperate urgency disappears. That's what I'm talking about. Because now you know the only thing that is eternal is your true self. And all these little things that seem so important to you right now or used to seem so important to you, getting a fat bank account, a certain specific person, all of these things are possible. Of course they are because everything is within you. But when you remember who you really are, this desperation falls away. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. You know you already have it. You just need to choose to experience it. Make the decision and know that it's done. And remembering who you really are, you will no longer condemn others for not seeing what you see because you know all will eventually, perfectly. And where you used to hold on to grudges, judgment, and violence, you will now feel nothing but love for every seeming other You'll no longer point to events in this physical arena as the cause of your joy or heartache and know that it's all you. It's always been you. And you know what? I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.